It's a tremendous privilege to have Sue here with us again. A special friend and part of our very special ministry in Liverpool. Some of you who were at our happening last October, November, something like that, uh, will have met Sue. She shares a little bit about the work that she and her team are doing and what God is doing in Liverpool. Um, and she's recently returned from a trip to Uganda, which I'm going to do right now. Um, and what it was in your heart, Sue, please share. So I'll be back here. Thank you. I'm really encouraged with what this lady uh, just shared because it's just such a confirmation of what God has shown me in the spirit. I love coming um, to the happenings because um, always what I find when I come is that um, you create an open heaven. And if you want to see, there's so much of heaven to see. And there's so much of God um, presence just wanting to reveal more and more of himself and the sense of the pictures of the ice and the cracking I felt was God wanting to crack our hard cold hearts and I think sometimes we don't realise just how far away from God we've got um, you know that we can read our Bibles and we can go to Bible studies and we can do all the churchy things um, but actually we've got so far removed from the heart of God um, to reach out to the lost and the broken. And I just want to share a couple of little testimonies, um, hopefully to inspire you and hopefully to encourage you. Um, when you go up at your depth, you've got to rely on the Holy Spirit. And um, God wants to take you up your depth. And you don't have to go to Africa for that to happen. God is wanting to um, take you out your depth in your workplace. He's wanting to take you out your depth in your neighbourhood, in your church, in your schools, in all the circles of life that God has placed you in the centre of, that you might be the only person that can impact that circle of life and affect it with Jesus. Um, we were out in Uganda, great blessing um, for our team. We go every January and we do um, a leaders conference and um, we have just over a thousand leaders that come from all over Africa and it's a great privilege to go and to serve them. And I think one of the leaders said to us, you know, we have in Uganda we have a great breadth of Christianity but there's no depth. And it's like in the UK, we have a lot of depth, we have a lot of teaching, we have a lot of um, time to read the Bible, a lot of time to worship, a lot of time uh, to do all those things. But we've lost God's heart of compassion. And earlier on this evening, when you began to play, I saw a really graphic picture. And I could see the church in this nation, and we were spread all over the place. But we were all facing different directions and just doing our own thing. And our focus was different and, and um, we'd become very selfish and very insular and, and um, that we were carrying so much stuff that it was impossible for us to come together because all that we carried just got, got in the way. But I could see as the music changed, God just began drawing people together drawing his church and I know with what's going on with Liverpool and Bray Linton and Epiphany and there's 
other people just beginning to be part of this new thing that God is doing. It's like we're laying down our agendas to serve one another and in doing that we're serving the Lord. Uh, does that make sense? Yeah. And just the sense I could see is as people began to drop the things that they were holding precious to be part of the bride. You know, we all began to turn out and I could hear Linda and it was like you were crying <coughs> to hear this cry that was breaking my heart. Um, and as the, the church was just beginning to draw together and God just began to turn our focus off ourselves and even each other to turn us out. Uh, and much of the church has been about almost cutting people's gardens and doing nice things. When, when those things are nice, but people's hearts are breaking. People are dying and they don't know Jesus. And it might not be as obvious here <coughs> as it is out in Africa. But I could just hear the cry of the brokenhearted in this nation. And they don't know where to turn because who is the church ruling over the place? And God is wanting to establish his church again in this nation. He's wanting to gather his beautiful bride. Um, you know, he wants to bring her together, this new unity. And um, that is all about serving him and together serving one another. You know, that we I can't be a great musician, but these guys are fantastic. And I love to come and partner with them because I can't do what they do. And they can't do what I do, and you can't do what I do, and I can't do what you do. But together, God wants to reach the brokenhearted in, in a totally new way. And it's dependent on his spirit. When the Epiphany guys go out, when you go out and, and you play, you might not have the opportunity to preach the gospel. But as you go under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and does what you can't do. And he's just saying, I really believe tonight the Holy Spirit's here. And he's saying, you know, you can come and have a nice night. Or you can go away really immersed, <coughs> soaked in the Holy Spirit. You know, one touch from the King changes everything. And, and he wants to change me and he wants <coughs> to change you. And whilst we're at this leaders' conference in Uganda, the Lord had given me um, several things to share. One of the things I finished with on one of my sessions was Isaiah 61, one of my very favourite scriptures. And it, it says, you know, that Jesus came to bind up the brokenhearted and to set the captives free. And we asked people to come forward if they were brokenhearted. Um, and we were gonna, we couldn't minister to them all in the sense that there was hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, and you have to rely on the Holy Spirit. You know, you ju you're just a vessel to release the Holy Spirit into people's lives. And amongst all these hundreds of people that came out was a lady, and um, only a young woman with a young baby in her arms. This baby wasn't even one year old. And this little baby girl was called Faith. Uh, and she was a beautiful little girl. Um, but I looked into this little baby's face and she was just covered by death. And she had no expression. She was dead. There was no life in this little baby's face at all. And her mum began to say to me she'd been raped. She wasn't even one. And, um, you know, in, in many African countries, um, you know, the, the, the men are told by the witch doctors that if you have 
intercourse with a young female child, um, it will take away AIDS or HIV. And I felt so helpless. I felt so brokenhearted and so absolutely helpless. What on earth could I do? And I just scooped them into my arms and wept with them and just prayed that God would do something supernatural in this baby's life and in the mother's life. And I share that with you because sometimes you can find yourself in situations where you think, God, I am so out my death. No, and God wants to say, actually, there are times I can move. And, you know, sometimes people just need that one touch. You might just put your hand on their shoulder. But, if, you know, you might just say that one tender word. You might just say, look, I'm really going to pray for you. But I still believe God's here tonight. And he wants to give you his heart. Where we're not just the church in our own corner doing our own thing, that we don't even hear the cry of the brokenhearted anymore. You know, that He can pull us together to turn us out so that we can really hear what He hears and we can be His hands and His feet and we can be the humble vessel that knows we can do nothing without Him and yet that we can release the Holy Spirit. Because if we don't have another move of the Holy Spirit in this nation, we might as well forget church. I really believe that more and more I am just so sick of church as we've known it. Because God wants to come. And the picture of the back here, the come Holy Spirit, he wants to come in fire. He wants to come like the river. He wants to come in fire. But are we really ready to let him? Because when he does, he messes everything up. Our conference was completely messed up and it was great. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that we prepared things and we didn't get time to do it because God was there. And, you know, in church, we need to be ready. We need to allow him. We need to not just say the words. We actually need to allow that cry of our heart, I'm, I'm sure if we were set to put your hand up and you're desperate for a fresh move of God, everybody in here would say that we are. But when it comes to the nitty gritty, we're scared of really letting him come. Because it doesn't fit in our box. And, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to come. There was a guy we met on, on Sunday, we were very blessed to see him there. We all went out into different churches. Jeff was in a different church, so Steve and I were in a church. And we were um, really blessed and privileged to <coughs> anoint um, some new pastors. And it was literally a pouring of the oil of anointing, um, literally from the big bottle, you know, on top of their heads. <coughs> so it was dripping down their noses, all over their clothing and everything else. And that's what God wants to do. He wants to come and anoint you tonight. Because you are his priests, you are his ministers. You know, it's, it's no good you just looking at whoever has been ordained in your church. God has anointed you. And you might feel pretty badly qualified. But you know, if we've got the Holy Spirit and we love God, what more qualification do we need? You know, the Lord, if you're willing, will come and use you. 
And it might be in the supermarket next door. You know, it, it might be in the paper shop. It might be in your workplace. <coughs> but God really wants to move in your life today. He wants more of your heart and your life than you've ever had given him before. And I know for some of you, you've really, really, really been used by the Holy Spirit in the past. But I believe God is saying today, there's enough people in this room to change this nation. Isn't that fantastic? God doesn't need a lot. You know, and if we were just to say, God, we're within. You know, I'm willing for you to melt my icy heart. And we don't really think it's icy until, you know, we begin to hear that cry and actually can freak us out and we switch ourselves off to it. But that was the cry, that was God's heart tonight. For the lost and the broken. And I can tell you, in our nation right now, there are just as many as in Africa. It might be more obvious in Africa, but people are more ready to deal with it over there because they've got to. And we hide it here, but there are so many broken hearts of people in this nation. And I believe tonight that some of you here were broken hearted. And I just want to pray, and I just want you to allow the Holy Spirit to come and melt that ice. For some of you, you've just allowed your heart to go hard and icy because you've been really badly hurt. And we've probably all been there, if we're honest. But God wants to come. He wants to come in your heart tonight. And he wants to begin to break those chains that have held you captive. He wants to come and melt your heart. Not so that we feel all fuzzy and nice which is great, <laughs> but so that we can go out and, and reach the lost. We can redeem their lives. We can shift this nation back to righteousness and good things for God. One of the things that shocked me most in Uganda was when I spoke to many people about little baby faith. People said, oh yeah, that happens. And it's like they don't even see it anymore because that's what happened. You know, and I was speaking to the church leader saying, you have got to rise up and do something about this. You know, God has a strategy. And there are situations in your lives that you've just accepted and God <coughs> wants you to ask him for a strategy <coughs> to shift things. <coughs> in your life, it might be in your family, it might be your children that have walked away from God. It might be the state of the church. But God... And it's a perfect plan. He's just looking for people like you and me to align ourselves back up with him and say, God, will we I just want to read a couple of verses and then I'd just like to pray if that's it. Um, and it's um, Luke chapter 9. And it says this, When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority. I just believe as God is calling us to begin to be joined together, to come together, that's the place when I've laid down my agendas, you've laid down your agenda, we come together, but God wants to release his power 
and his authority into his church again. And they drove out demons and cured diseases. And he sent them out, not to build a church, but to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And then the Great Commission, which so often becomes a great omission, doesn't it, if we're honest. It says then, the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Uh, and for some of you here, God's been telling you to do some things or to go to certain places. And you've been too scared. I was terrified to go to Uganda. When when that, you know, Arnold began to invite me to go out, I'm like, no, I'm not going, no. And it took him about three years, and it took God quite a bit of time to persuade me because I was fearful. And, you know, there's some of you here tonight, you know, God has been asking you to do some things, and, and fear has stopped you. And, you know, he just wants you to give that to him. Because the enemy of, of good is fear. The enemy will put fear into our hearts to stop us from being all that God's created us to be. When they saw him, they worshipped him. Such a key, isn't it? The worship is such a key. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Uh, and again, I just believe God wants you to really study authority. God has made it available for you, you know, to use, to shift, and to bring his kingdom from heaven to earth. You know, it's not just the Lord's prayer. It's actually the dominion and authority that God gave to Adam and Eve, and he's made it available for you and for me. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples. This is one of the last things Jesus said, so it must be pretty important, wasn't it? And it doesn't say, go and bring people into church. <laughs> you know, it actually says, go and make disciples. Um, and, you know, we can have churches that are full of thousands of people, but they don't know Jesus. And they're not disciples. Baptising them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey. And um, such a key for us having the anointing is our obedience, isn't it, to, to God. If we're not obedient, if we're not in the right place at the right time, with the right people doing the right things, you know, there's no anointing. God set us up so many times with divine appointments and connections that have got us into so many incredible places all over the world because we've been obedient and we've been in the right place at the right time. Surely I'm with you always. You know, wherever God sends you, he'll be there with you. Um, he'll never put you in a situation that he won't give you everything that you need. That's oh my God. He's so awesome. He's so amazing. And finally, um, the Amplified Bible on uh, Matthew 28, 18 says this, and Jesus approaching, breaking the silence. I love that. Breaking the silence. Said to them, all authority. You know, God wants to come and break the silence where the church has been silent for too long. God's saying to us tonight, you know, will you be my mouthpiece? Will you be my voice? Will you speak to the broken? Will you reach out to that? So I just want to pray. Is that all right? Father, I just thank you um, tonight for your open heaven, for your presence here. 
Father, that even tonight, Lord, the angels are watching. Father, we thank you that you never give up on us. Father, thank you that you're drawing us together. Lord, that we would reflect your glory. That we would be your bride, beautiful and spotless. And worthy of the marriage supper of the Lord. I want to pray tonight, Father, for those who are here with broken hearts. Lord, where their hearts have just become like ice, Lord. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that you'll come and melt the hardest of hearts. Where we've built walls of protection that nobody can get in and hurt us again. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that we'd allow you to come in and to heal us. Father, where we've just become bound. Father, we thank you that you came to set the captives free. And I pray, Lord, where we've been filled with fear, Father, that your perfect love would come and fill us right now. Father, that we'll face those things that we feed the most. And Father, where you've spoken to us and we've been disobedient, we want to say, God, we are so sorry. Father, I pray that we'll be a church that hears the cry of the broken. Lord, that we won't just hear it and switch off. But Lord, that we will be the ones who will reach out. Lord, and not just do nice things, but Lord God, we'll be vessels for your Holy Spirit to be poured out. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, just to come right now. We're not even going to ask you to come in any way. Just come. Come, Lord. Come and fill us, Lord. Come and turn our focus from ourselves, Father. Building our own empires and ministries and churches, Lord, that we will be people, Lord, who build the kingdom. Pray, Holy Spirit, join us together. Help us to be one. Let us be an answer to Jesus' prayers, Lord. In Jesus' name.